everyone, welcome to another episode of Woe So Daily. I am Joey, with me again is John, also known as High Octane, from the Scuff Discord, to recap the previous three matches and preview the next four in the Women's World Cup. John, first of all, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. You know, it was a great day for, uh, for getting up early. I'm not sure if either of us got up early enough for, uh, for both of these games, but you know, you can watch the one delay. It's fine. You don't lose anything, I promise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that France-Brazil one, uh, oh, I mean, so what a game. We, we talked, I talked about this with Claire yesterday. It's just that, that was a matchup that we had previewed for or been ex- excited for for a very long time, and I think it paid off. But we'll get to that in just a minute. We'll start chronologically, though, and uh, don't have to touch on this much, John, but Sweden absolutely cooking Italy 5-0. Sweden, after going down to South Africa 1-0 in the uh, first game and then having to claw their way back to a 2-1 victory, I wasn't quite sure if they were going to be able to kind of put it together uh, against Italy, but they certainly did. A convincing result that sees them go top of the group and into the knockouts already before that final game is even played. Amanda Ilstead looks like an absolute weapon offset pieces. The game winner against South Africa and two in this game. Octane, your thoughts on this game that, I mean, really was a one-sided affair. Yeah, this is, again, uh, Sweden are who we thought they were. You know, turns out they are still really good. They don't uh, beat the U.S. Uh, probably more consistently than any team in the world uh, by accident. They're a very good team and definitely showed it today. Uh, Italy has not looked super impressive. I don't think either of their games, but Sweden just uh, absolutely them really this one was never close never in doubt just an absolute shellacking pretty much from whistle to whistle here yeah an absolute shellacking is right uh italy had only two chances and that all came within the first couple minutes of the game and after that sweden piled it on goals like i said from ilstead rolfo blackstenius uh got the job done and rebecca blomquist uh as the game was just wrapping up this also makes me even sadder for our South African friends who uh, can't hold on to a lead, but looked great against Sweden, had the lead, you know, and, if, you know, obviously maybe Sweden didn't play as well in the first game, but if this is what they're capable of and South Africa was able to do that to them, like, man, if only they could have held on uh, yesterday. <laughs> and and yet, I mean, Octane, like, South Africa, they do control their own destiny. A win they can still get through it. They can, yeah. All right, and a win against Italy, and they're probably through. So, I mean... And after this game, I certainly expect South Africa to put together a convincing result against Italy, whether or not it gets the job done. And they really just gave up five. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. So, man, I uh, th- this result is the perfect one for a little bit of chaos heading into the final day, Definitely. and I cannot wait. Um, Sweden five no winners over Italy, and that kicked off the day with a bang. And then we got to the matchup that all of us were waiting for: France and Brazil. For my money one of the two or three best matchups in the group stage. And it was France after drawing Jamaica nil, nil, they get the job done two one winners over Brazil. Wendy Reynar on 83 minutes headed home a, uh, a corner kick to give France the winner after uh, Eugenie Le Sommer had opened the scoring in the first half and Dabinia had equalized on 58 minutes. It was Raynar with the winner. So, Octane, thoughts on this game? I think it lived up to the billing. It was definitely high-quality soccer being played out there. 
Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah, really evenly matched game, I think. I don't think at any point you were like, oh, this team's just barely hanging on or this team's doing the best of their chances, really back and forth. Obviously, we know Brazil lightning quick on counters, so many attackers, so many, uh, so much speed in the midfield uh, to, to get counters going, and they kept doing it. And uh, their uh, goal was pretty uh lucky i guess you could say it did take a deflection but still looked super nice just because that's you know brazil is committed to their brand if nothing else actually yeah one of the france counters came when brazil just tried a back heel to the middle of the field for like no apparent reason and france got the hit on the counter i was like they are just so loyal to their brand and it's so much fun to watch and then uh, obviously losing wendy renard on a corner man i don't know how you mess that one up but that's why she's wendy renard and you know one of the greatest players of all time got france the win and uh they look great in the bounce back, I would say, after that first game against Jamaica. It looked pretty disappointing. Yeah, super disappointing against Jamaica, and that's why I wasn't sure what to expect, because Brazil absolutely cooked Panama, and France looked, you know, kind of toothless, looked, uh, even though they threatened against Jamaica, weren't able to actually find that cutting edge and put in a goal. And so I wasn't sure what we were going to get in this game, and it just turned out that... Um, France showed up to play, and that was clear from the opening whistle. And even when Brazil got that equalizer and the stadium was with them and the momentum was heading towards Brazil, they were able to stabilize that and then eventually find a winner of their own. France statistically dominated this game, though I think, like you said, it was a pretty even matchup. France had a little bit of the edge in the first half. Brazil, as the second half kicked off, certainly were pushing and got that equalizer. And then it was just an open end-to-end dogfight. Yeah, I think the XG ended up pretty even. Uh, yeah. Like, well, we heard Ariel Door. If you're not following Ariel underscore Door on, uh, on Twitter, great XG plot races uh, for every game pretty much. And yeah, she had it 136 to 134. So pretty much even as we expected between two great teams. Yeah, and you could see that in the game. Like the eye test certainly proved that to be about Definitely. true. Uh, one fun fact before we move on, Hervé Nahr, uh, the coach, first manager to win a match in both the men's and women's World Cup. So shout out to him. He got yeah, the job done go. with Saudi Arabia against Argentina. That was unlike uh, John Herdman, who couldn't do that anyway. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Herdman was the other one with the chance, and yet it's Hervé Nahr to get the job done for France. And France are certainly not out of the water yet because. They take on Panama. All they really need is a point, um, and they should get it. But I've seen crazier things happen than France not getting a point against Panama. Though, again, it really should happen. But no team in Group F is officially qualified yet for the knockouts. Panama is eliminated on zero points. We'll get to their match in just a minute. But France on four, Jamaica on four, Brazil on three which sets up the really interesting scenario, John, of Jamaica only needing a draw against Brazil to advance and send Brazil packing after just the group stage. That's going to be a fun game. Yeah, and they will, of course, have uh, Bunny Shaw back, which will be huge for them, because uh, I don't know if we want to just get into their other game today, but they uh, do not look super threatening without her, unsurprisingly. Again, one of the better forwards in the entire world. And uh, yeah, just needing to hold on for a draw against, you know, maybe the best attacking team in the world. That's all. (laughs) Do that. Exactly. It should be an easy task. Uh, But no, in that other group, F, uh, matchup. It was Panama and Jamaica, a CONCACAF matchup. We love to see that. 
And even though uh jamaica on paper were the favorites in this game uh panama got cooked by brazil and jamaica held france to that draw so it certainly seemed like jamaica had the momentum on their side panama put up a heck of a fight but eventually it was allison swaby getting the goal uh the center back captain for jamaica and ultimately it was jamaica just barely getting away with that one no win to kind of put themselves in a statistical driver's seat or a mathematical driver's seat um, for that round of 16, even though we do know that their toughest test is still ahead of them. Uh, Brazil needing all three points is just going to be bombarding uh, that defense. But with Bunny Shaw back, anything is possible. John, as it pertains to this game against Panama, do you think it was just the lack of Bunny that made Jamaica seem so much less able to generate high-quality looks? I mean, I think it had a lot to do with it because they they got into the final third, you know, a little bit, as you'd expect for, as we kind of said, you know, the, the team that would be higher ranked, the team that's kind of expected to to get the three points here. They definitely were able to get into the final third, but pretty much every shot that they were taking was outside the box trying to curl one in. I think they hit the crossbar uh, at one point with a free kick uh, from like just outside the box. But that was, I mean, depending on what was keeping them kind of at a distance, they didn't, it seemed like they were lacking, you know, just that final, and maybe it's just because they're so used to having Bunny Shaw down there. They don't 100% have a great plan when she's not of, all right, so we got this far. How do we get into the box and get a goal from here? Well, that's where she usually comes in. And it seems like today they just did not have a lot of answers for how to do that without her. Like I said, it was a lot of uh, hopeful shots from distance. And then, of course, the goal came on a corner. I'd actually be interested to see if they count that as an NWSL goal or not. I believe Swaby's loan, she was on loan at PSG from Angel City. And I think that expired. So technically, we're counting that an NWSL goal, but I, I have no idea how those things work. I hope we do. I mean, it was a nice pull <laughs> off a corner, just it kind was, of was. found some space, headed it yeah, down into the like bottom right corner of the net. Great goal. Um, and that's sometimes, I know Lawless loves to talk about set pieces. There is some truth in that. At, at the end of the day, if you can't find a nice, pretty goal, if you win a set piece, that can be the difference. And for Jamaica, it puts them in second place in this group. I don't think a position that most people would have expected them to be in, but that's what happens when you hold a team like France to a draw. They put themselves in a position that a win or a draw against Brazil will send them into the knockouts. The only thing that sends them home would be France basically getting any result and Brazil beating them. So the uh, their fate is in their hands. We'll see what they can do in match day three. But, I mean, Octane, in terms of Group F, this seems like a group to watch, and I wasn't expecting that heading into this tournament. Oh, yeah, this one looks so fun at the end. I mean, there's really, again, as we've said, the, the odds will be stacked against Jamaica, but there's anything is really on the table here for, for that game, for sure. Um, and then, obviously, in france Panama, we kind of we kind of expect a certain result, but, you know, France already had a game where they scored zero goals. They do that again, and who knows what kind of chaos is about to happen. So we can only hope that uh, it ends up just as fun as it's been so far. Yeah, for sure. And that's honestly why I said that I've seen crazier things, because if France had gone out and beaten Jamaica, you know, handily, then I would I wouldn't even consider them losing to Panama. But it's because they were so unable to score against Jamaica, even though they had, you know, shots and pressure and all that stuff. It's because they were unable to score that gives me this that little bit of hope that maybe Panama can pull off a miracle, because if you're not able to score 
all Panama needs is one one chance, one corner, one free kick, and something crazy could happen. So that's why I still have that little bit of hope is because France have shown that going forward, they're not the strongest of teams. Even if you look at this game, uh, both goals um, were not beautifully worked goals around the box. It was a corner and it was a ball sent in uh, from deep in Brazil's defensive half. So kind of toward the midway line that uh, Diani headed to Le Sommer. And Lace Mayor headed in. So it was one of those things where yep. neither of those goals were beautifully worked goals. Yep. I mean, when you're relying on set pieces and long balls, as we know from watching the U.S. women's national team, it doesn't always end up with, uh, with a ton of chances. So who knows what could happen? Small sample sizes that would make World Cups fun. Exactly. That's why I have my fingers crossed for Panama. We'll see what happens, though. Uh, we can move forward and talk about the game still to come. Actually, four. Um, just based off the way the calendar works uh, and, and the times work for us here uh, in the United States at 1230 at South Korea and Morocco. This is a game that I you would expect South Korea. South Korea have a chance now to come out and show really what they're made of and grab three points against Morocco. I think this should be a fairly one-sided affair. Is that the way you see it, John? Yeah, I mean, South Korea looked pretty good against Colombia. Obviously, Colombia got the win, but they, South Korea, I don't think, looked necessarily overmatched entirely. I mean, Linda Casado is going to blow by you pretty much no matter what team you are. So can't feel too bad about that. But uh, yeah, I would expect South Korea to come out and get a uh, get a win here. And if they get the three points, Germany does the expected uh, against Colombia, then, you know, they're kind of putting themselves in position that second place is still up for grabs. Yeah, for sure. I mean... And that's why I said, like you mentioned, Linda Caicedo is an amazing player, right? That Columbia attack has real people who can threaten you, like like legitimately threaten you going forward. Um, and so that's why I thought that South Korea, even though they didn't win and they lost 2-0 and that scoreline doesn't look good, were able to withstand a good bit of that. And so it leaves me somewhat hopeful that this is a team that still has some juice and can obviously get the three points against Morocco that they're expected to, and then you know parlay that into success in their next game. We'll see what right, happens. And the, second, there. the second goal was also that pretty bad goalkeeping error too. Uh, right. So it was even exactly. closer maybe than the scoreline would indicate. Variance, you know, variance in a tournament yep. like this uh, yep. can make all the difference. Um, and and that's the uh, the first game of the day in Group H. Then we get our first uh, round of simultaneous kickoffs. The uh, third and final match day will kick off in Group A at around 3 a.m. here on the East Coast in the United States. It's Switzerland against New Zealand. It's Norway against the Philippines. And this is a group that every team is alive, and it's all to play for here. Actually, it's Switzerland, New Zealand, Philippines, and then Norway in fourth, maybe the most unexpected of all the results we've gotten so far in this World Cup is Norway sitting fourth on one point, heading into this final match day, needing a win, uh, basically, to stay alive. So this is a crazy one, Octane. How do you see this one playing out? Oh, boy, the chaos is here. How the chaos is here before that uh, that other group even finishes their second round of games, I don't understand, but we're just going to go for it and enjoy it. <laughs> um, so the, uh, the I guess, scenarios here are obviously Norway can only, that Norway has to win, they can only get through, but they're in the middle of what seems like a pretty... Uh, 
at this point confirmed uh, World Cup team meltdowns. Obviously, we've seen this, you know, in the past, especially on the men's side from some France teams uh, in the early 2000s and everything, where there is just every game, it seems like another player is coming out and giving a statement about how they uh, don't really know what we're doing. And uh, I think it was Graham Hansen last time said uh, when she was on the bench to start, I thought I had respect in this team. I guess that's not the case, which is not really something you want one of your best players saying uh, after a game that you just got a disappointing result in. So Norway, again, coming out needing a win, but also potentially uh, in the middle of a full-on team meltdown where they all just can't seem to get along. Um I really hope the Philippines can get a result here. I think uh, I have jumped on the bandwagon of a lot of people who uh, are rooting for the Philippines as our, you know, America uh, junior team. But it seems like a lot of people in the Philippines, uh, there's lots of videos of like watch parties going on in malls and stuff where people are going crazy, uh, very excited for this team. And I just think it would be great uh, if they were able to uh, to get something here. I mean, even if they were able to uh, get a point, I think, can they still go through? No, nah, maybe not on goal differential, depending on what Switzerland does. But if they get a point, they could still go through. Um, obviously, a win would be a huge task to ask for. But that is what I'm rooting for personally would be a uh, Switzerland or uh, Switzerland through Philippines through New Zealand and Norway. Out. Oh, really? So I completely agree. I'm massively on this Philippine bandwagon. Obviously, one of our co-hosts here on the pod, Ryan, uh, knows the McDaniels yes. personally. Yeah. Uh, having trained them uh, when he, he was working as an athletic trainer at the college that they went to in Wisconsin. So super cool uh, from that aspect of it. And like you said, 18 of the 23 Philippines players born in the United States. So in very, in very much a, uh, a team with inextricable links to the United States, um, players that played in the college system uh, and so on. So super cool story. Three points would be a massive, like you said, task to ask for. But against a Norway team that seems to be disintegrating before our eyes, Hegerberg pulled out just before kickoff with what they say is an injury, but it's been that rumored weird that it too. Might, yeah. <laughs> might be back to that, you know, camp dissension. Um, we shall see what happens. And it certainly makes it not an unthinkable task for Philippines to take one or even all three points really rooting for them we can see what they uh will do because as you mentioned they have the support of their own nation and i think they have the support of a lot of us in this one as well and then in that other match i actually would rather new zealand go through i think it's a cool story i like seeing when the hosts are successful in a world cup especially because it's not like new zealand's had uh prior success though i think the betting would be on switzerland uh to, to take all three points in this one they do have on paper, the better lineup, though, as we saw against Norway, uh, when Norway had what we thought was the better lineup, they came out and New Zealand ran all over them. So yep. I think it could 100% happen that same way in this game, though the way that New Zealand was unable to get that win against the Philippines makes me think that Switzerland might just be able to get the job done in this one. All that Switzerland need is a point or three, and they will advance. For the Philippines, like you said, goal difference matters. One or three will probably get them through. And New Zealand, like we said, needs that win to uh, secure their advancement. To be clear, the, yeah, the only reason I'm rooting against New Zealand in this case is to clear an easier path for the Philippines. I would much rather New Zealand and Philippines go through overall. That just seems like rooting for uh, lightning to strike twice. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. I... 
clear that up. <laughs> Sounds great. Um, but yeah, uh, super, super cool day in yeah. Group A uh, to begin this kind of third round of matches. But then before the day is over, we flip back to match day two uh, in Group H because <laughs> Germany take on Colombia at 530. I think they probably did this to give the uh, Colombians just a little bit more manageable of a start time to wake up for. That's, I have to imagine that's what it is. But Germany take on Colombia. Germany came out and showed why they are one of the favorites in this tournament. Uh, shellacking Morocco 6-0. A really solid performance from them. Pop scored two in the first half. Oberdorf, I don't know. I haven't seen reports of whether she's going to be back or not. But certainly uh, for Germany, the expectation is three points in this match. Uh, but I will say, Colombia didn't look bad. In fact, they looked very good against South Korea. Anything's possible. Yeah, I mean, I expected Germany to win, obviously. And also, Linda Caicedo, um, I'm not sure if you saw, like, collapse during training at one point. And uh, all the reports have been that... She's fine, I guess, as fine as you can be if you collapse during training, but she's healthy. She didn't uh, get uh, have to stay in the hospital or anything like that. But I am not sure what her status would be. I mean, I'd assume after something like that, probably not suiting up a couple days later. I am not a doctor. I'm not going to try and uh, tell you what is wrong with her. But yeah, scary situation there. So I'm not sure if she's going to play. And uh, if she's out, I mean, that just kind of adds to the the underdog status, I guess, of uh, Colombia. So if it wasn't a tall task already, it could be even taller. And yeah, I would expect Germany with a uh, with a comfortable win here, which again would set up more chaos in this group, potentially, obviously with Germany through. Um, but then South Korea, you know, could, could be playing against a German team with nothing to play for. And uh, Colombia needing, uh, needing a result in their last game, again, maybe without their best player. Yeah, and you know we've seen South Korea versus Germany before in a World Cup. Some, oh, sometimes yeah. fun things can happen. Uh, but no, like you mentioned, uh, obviously thoughts with Kaiseido. Hopefully she's doing all right. Be great if she could play in this game, but obviously health and safety come first. So prioritize that over all else. As it pertains in this group, uh, in standings-wise, Germany and Colombia are both on three points, though Germany with that massive goal differential edge. So this is right now a matchup of the two top teams in this group. One of these two teams, most likely Germany, if they take three points, would be qualified into the knockouts. Um, No way to be caught by uh, basically any other team. If they draw and South Korea, like we said, beat Morocco as they should, that sets up a very, very interesting scenario in match day three. So if you're hoping for chaos, root for either South Korea or Morocco to win and then Germany and Colombia to tie, because then that means it's a three-team race heading into the final day. So ton of fun possibilities to look out for in Group H, but I think the eyes uh, of the world on this Women's World Cup heading into this next day will certainly be on Group A, that crazy group where all four teams are still eligible to go into the knockout rounds, including the host New Zealand and underdogs Philippines kick off at 3 a.m. on the East Coast. John, thank you so much for uh, coming on to the pod with me today. Anything else you want to add? No, I think we're finally hitting the the fun part, I guess. You know, not that the group stage isn't fun, but, uh, you know, final days, all games kicking off at the same time. Uh, this is oftentimes the most fun part of the World Cup, so it's time to enjoy. Yep, I will certainly be enjoying it. I think this is, like you said, where the fun really starts. And 
all these international tournaments and the uh, Women's World Cup uh, in the inaugural 32-team edition, I think, makes it just all the more fun. With You know it's just the top two teams in the group, no other scenario, just put yourself in the top two. So, super, super fun, a ton to look forward to, and Group A kicks off tonight. So, John, thank you so much. Listeners, thank you very much as well. We'll be back to recap all of the action that we just talked about and preview Japan and Spain and also the craziness in Group B. All that's coming up tomorrow on Woso Daily. Until then, we'll see you.